0: Welcome to the DE247 podcast. This is Brian Albright. I'm the editorial director at Digital Engineering Magazine. And with me today is Josh Covington, managing director of sales and marketing at Velocity Micro. Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Hey, Brian. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, how the workstation market is really evolving right now and, and the role that you guys play. There are a lot of workstation options right now for engineers and designers. And I know that you know your niche is you build these highly highly custom workstations for these users. So, what are some of the key benefits for uh, an engineer, you know, choosing one of these sort of custom built workstations?
1: Yeah. So, by choosing a custom workstation, that allows us to build to a specific customer's needs and put the emphasis on certain specs that are going to speed up their specific workflow. So, by doing that that gives the end user overall better value. So if they were to go out and get a cookie cutter solution off the shelf, that's gonna be fine in a lot of cases, but they're gonna be wasting resources by investing in components that are not necessarily gonna speed up their specific application. Uh, A good example there, Revit, for example, runs best with high frequency processors, but only minimally uses the GPU. Um, Maya, on the other hand, it runs best with higher core counts on the CPU and more video RAM. So both of those users need a high-performance workstation, but if they're buying the same configuration, they're not going to run their applications optimally. So that's one example where a customized workstation to those specific needs are really going to benefit the end user.
0: Well, that kind of leads me to my next question, which is you know a lot of times when we talk about workstations, uh, workstation selection can be highly specific, not just to sort of the end user, but also a lot of the different applications can have a, a big impact uh, on how folks are working and what workstation they need. So what are some of the key features of these workstations that engineers really need to look at or consider when they're trying to configure or select a computer so they can optimize performance of the, you know, the, the performance of these types of applications?
1: Yeah, CPU and GPU are always going to be the primary consideration there. And like I mentioned, those should really match up with the specific application workflow. Um, you know, like I mentioned, again, uh, a user that's modeling as a, a modeling heavy workflow, they're not going to benefit from the highest end GPUs or in most cases, the highest core count CPUs. Um, other hardware considerations to make for those types of users, uh, storage speed and bandwidth that's especially important when the user is working locally with large files rather than something cloud-based or, or network-based memory also and that's mainly if the user is working with very large raw files or complex models typically the larger the file the more ram is necessary for a user to be able to uh, manipulate that model in virtual space and have it run smoothly and uh, the other thing to consider is cooling and thermals the fastest pc in the world is really worthless <clears throat> if it can't handle the workload that uh I, you know because of thermal issues so that's an area where we really excel also is is putting emphasis on the cooling a lot of our competitors will cram additional um, gpus and additional um you know and without respect to the the cooling itself so we have 20 years of experience being able to uh you know dissipate heat from a high-end pc and and that's it's incredibly important to the overall stability and overall longevity of the system
0: i think that's something that a lot of you know end users maybe they don't know a lot about the computers probably don't understand is that uh cooling affects how much power is going to those gpus and if you could if you you know, for instance, if you're only sending so much power, if you don't like have the power to the GPU, you're not getting the performance out of it. So that that really directly affects, you know, the kind of productivity you're getting from these chips. Yeah, exactly. Since, since we talked about applications too, can you be a, can you give a little more detail about the types of applications like rendering or CAD or simulation? and how those might affect some of those different features of the workstation. And, and can you identify any trends that you're seeing in terms of the customers in this market when it comes to, to how the applications are sort of changing and how that impacts the system configuration?
1: Yeah, uh, knowing an application that a user is is using for their workstation, that's the most critical part of configuring our custom workstations. It's always the first piece of information that we get from a potential workstation customer. Um, And it's part of a kind of a consultative sales process. That's one of the things that makes us different. So by first determining the level of multi-threading that they need, that's going to help us pick a chipset or a platform as a starting point. Um, To get into specifics, uh, the 2D design and modeling applications like CAD and Revit Those are more single-threaded, like I mentioned. So that means that the higher core frequency is much more important to the overall performance than the core count. For that type of customer, something like uh, AMD Ryzen, Intel i7, even though they're often seen as gaming CPUs, those are going to have a much better value than something that's a very high core count, like a 24-core Xeon or Threadripper. And for a lot of people, that's counterintuitive because they assume that that higher price point always equals better performance, but that's not necessarily going to be the case for their application. Um, On the flip side, applications like Ansys, uh, content creation apps like the Adobe Suite, uh, rendering engines like Maya, those are the types of applications where that higher core count is going to be more important and that's going to speed up their workflow. Um, For that kind of customer, GPU selection is important too, and that's where the Quadro versus GeForce debate kind of comes into play. Um, Quadro and GeForce are the two kind of uh, um, GPU uh, families that NVIDIA offers. Quadro is typically positioned more for professional uh, workstation applications. GeForce is typically uh, marketed toward uh, gamers and kind of an all-around GPU. But in a lot of ways, GeForce is going to be a better value for for most users. Uh, we only push Quadro if their application really requires it. SolidWorks is a good example of an application that requires and benefits from Quadro. Or if their rendering is so complex that they really need the highest end Quadros, like Quadro A6000, A8000. Those are you know, $3,000, $6,000 uh, GPUs. Otherwise, for most situations, GeForce is going to be the better value there. Um, In terms of trends for hardware we're definitely seeing customers move more away from intel xeon in favor of i7 and i9 especially with the new release of 12th gen processors Um, the key benefit of xeon has really come down to ecc error correcting ram and for most users that don't see benefit from ecc It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to spend up for a Xeon when the new 12900K uh, Intel i9 has 16 cores, runs at a much higher frequency. There's just not a whole lot of value proposition for that kind of customer. Um, On the multi-threaded side, we're seeing the trend go away from Xeon more toward Threadripper and Threadripper Pro. Those are the popular picks for customers over a single or a dual Xeon configuration because with threadripper you get 64 cores on a single chip it just makes a whole lot more sense for the vast majority of users than something that's going to be much much more expensive and a dual Xeon that's going to add a lot of complexity to their build
0: uh you know th- that type of uh guidance is that kind of kind of a key part of the value proposition for the company, you know, versus other workstation builders because this can be very it could be very complicated trying to sort out especially if you're using multiple types of applications um, you know, how to balance the needs of those applications and the hardware. I guess can you talk a little bit more about the company's value proposition in that way and that, that sort of consultative role?
1: Yeah, I mean it definitely is. Uh, that consultative sales process like I've mentioned before, that is a, a key value that we offer for our customers. We have a a ton of people that they, you know, they're not hardware experts. They know their application, they know their software, but they don't necessarily know the type of hardware that they need. They know what their budget is. They know that they need a high-end PC, but they don't know where to, to put that budget. And our team is able to consult with that type of customer and walk them through these steps, you know, to understand exactly what their workflow is, understand exactly are they doing more you know, 2D modeling? Is it 3D rendering? Is it a combination of the two? What are the applications that they're using? What are the rendering engines that they're using? And build out a workstation that's specific to that customer's needs, like I mentioned before. That's something that's really unique that we can offer that if you were to call it a custom gaming PC company, they're not going to be able to do that for you. If you're to walk into a Best Buy and tell that to a blue shirt, they're not going to be able to help you with that. That's something that's a unique value that we're able to offer. Uh, you know, to touch on a little bit more of the value proposition that we have, uh, we really emphasize performance at the end of the day on our PCs. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there that can build a, a DIY computer, but our systems, day in and day out, they beat our competitors in terms of performance. And your listeners can go and, and look to your magazine. They can look to uh, a lot of different uh, editorial publications to see the evidence of that. We've won nearly 80 Editors Choice Awards at this point based on that performance. The emphasis that we always put on our systems is performance over you know things like uh, custom paint jobs and fancy lighting and you know LED dis- displays uh, it's Always on the performance, and that's a huge value for a lot of people, too. Mm-hmm.
0: You, uh, a minute ago in your answer, you were talking a little bit about uh, some of the new Intel chips, some of the new Threadripper chips, and we've seen over the past couple of years a lot of advancements, both in the CPU and in the GPU, in terms of performance. Uh, and in our conversations with end users using some of these new machines, running some of these newer chips, uh, they've really seen these huge leaps. So from your perspective, what do you, what would you say have been some of the most important or exciting developments when it comes to uh, boosting performance or increasing productivity on these types of workstations? And what do you see kind of going forward in the next year as being you know, some of the most promising developments that are really going to help engineers in this space?
1: Yeah, so one of the, the big things is for a, a user that is going to be optimized for multi-threading, is the ability to have so many more cores on a single chip. I've mentioned Threadripper a couple of times, uh, a 64 core Threadripper for a user like, you know, a a visual special effects user that needs all those additional cores for their rendering CPU cores. That's a huge, huge benefit. And that's something that, you know, even just a couple of years ago, you needed a, a dual CPU workstation to get anywhere close to that level. Uh, So that's a huge, huge advancement. Uh, Another one is the exponential increase in storage bandwidth that PCIe Gen 4 and NVMe has given us, and Gen 5 actually coming now soon. Uh, Those are huge, huge upgrades over a user that's still using 7,200 RPM platter drives. Even SATA SSDs are getting outperformed by Gen 4 devices by 10X+. plus. And if the user is doing something that's uh, I/O intensive, that's a huge, huge benefit there. Um, DDR5 is another one that's that's just been released with Intel's uh, newest generation. DDR5 is is probably about fifty percent faster than uh, DDR4, uh, and that's a huge. You know, if the, I've mentioned some of the types of users that benefit from from higher speed and higher quantity memory. For that type of user, that's that's a a big, big benefit. And as applications and software start to take more and more advantage of the DDR5, you're just going to see that increase uh, exponential. Uh, and then the other thing, the last thing I mentioned is kind of this heart hybrid core model that Intel has moved toward and, uh, and AMD is going to start to move toward as well. Um, with the 12th gen Intel processors, they've kind of come out with the the P and the E cores, the performance cores and the efficiency cores. So I mentioned that the 12900K is a 16-core processor. That's a, a combination of those performance and efficiency cores. And what you're able to do there is you get kind of the best of those both worlds. You get the higher core count benefits, but you also get those high frequencies without increasing the TDP on the processor. So you get much, much better performance overall, and you also get better thermals. So that's going to kind of tie into what I mentioned before is you're going to get that overall better uh, um, longevity and reliability on the performance of the system. So I think the combination of all those things, it's a really great time to upgrade workstations if you haven't at this point. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming out, um, not just CPUs, but GPUs also next year The the GeForce 3000 series is great for a lot of users. There are new Quadro uh, graphics cards coming out next year as well. So, you know, it's a really great time to get a, a big leap forward in terms of your hardware performance right now.
0: Yeah, it's exciting stuff and and even if you bought a, I think a workstation even just maybe, you know, 2 years ago, there's been so many changes that folks really start looking looking at these things and and planning ahead to upgrade because the performance leaps are really huge
1: right absolutely all
0: right well thank you very much for your time today josh thanks brian well uh this has been another edition of the de 24 7 podcast Uh, please tune in next time and we'll see you later